This message was recorded at the Creation Call Conference, Churches Facing the Environmental Crisis. Creation Call is an apostolic initiative of Christ Central. Christ Central is a family of churches served by an apostolic team led by Jeremy Simpkins. We work with over 275 churches in more than 25 nations and are part of the wider New Frontiers family. For more details about Christ Central, please visit ChristCentralChurches.org. Let me introduce myself. My name is Jim Partridge. I'm the senior pastor at the King's Church in Mid Sussex, and I also get to serve as part of the um, New Ground Core team. And um, it's my privilege just to be able to share a few thoughts um, on the whole issue of the church's response to climate change. Firstly, let me apologise that I wasn't there um, actually for the conference. Um, I was really looking forward to being with you all online. Unfortunately, I've just come back from an overseas trip and was quite unwell um, through that night and on that morning, so I was unable to join you. But I'm glad to be able to film this contribution. Hopefully, it's a helpful addition to everything else that was said on that morning. I think the other thing just to say is, in no way am I an expert on this subject. I'm a pastor. And with uh, my team here in the church here, we're trying to make a response. So hopefully some of the things I'm going to share today will be helpful to you. Um, I think, first of all, let me just start by sharing some personal conviction, really, of why, as a pastor, I feel this uh, subject is so important for churches to take seriously. I guess I have a deep personal conviction about the overall narrative of Scripture, um, starting um, with a good creation that we read about in Genesis um, a creation where everything was in balance and in harmony and God saw all that he made and it was good. Creation was intended to be good. And then at the end of the story, of course, we see a new heaven and a new earth with God making all things new and there being no brokenness, no pain, no sadness, no mourning. And I guess for me, I've always carried this deep conviction that if that's how the story began in a good creation, and if it ends with a renewed creation, then somehow to know God um, in the era that we're living in means that we're wanting to restore, actually, as much as we are able, his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And if creation was good at its very kind of foundation and core, creation was good, then surely part of our responsibility as followers of Jesus, as stewards of this creation, is to restore and redeem that which was good. So to pray for his kingdom to come, of course, we believe in personal salvation and transformation in the gifts of the spirit and power today. But also we're looking for the kingdom transformation in economic systems and structures and generosity and injustice and in the very nature of creation itself. So I've always carried that kind of core conviction and also kind of second, but linked in with that, always carried a conviction that. One of the things that God asked humanity to do is to be good stewards of creation, to care for it, to cultivate it. Part of knowing Jesus and to see his kingdom come on earth is to think carefully about stewarding what he's given us. We talk about stewarding our money. We talk about stewarding our gifts. We talk about stewarding our bodies to make sure that actually we can offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Well, I believe that creation is a gift of God. And actually to be a good steward is to steward creation itself to care for it to cultivate it so I've carried a deep conviction that that is part of what it means to know God really I guess a third conviction that I've always carried is that our choices especially in the west we've got to really think carefully about how our choices impact the global poor and if somehow 
our consumerism, our consumption of goods and products for our ease and comfort is having a negative impact on the global poor, that's a spiritual issue, that's a justice issue. And yeah, though in the UK we may see hints at climate change but it may not be a reality, we know that for so many, especially the poor in our world, climate change is having a hugely detrimental impact. And that for me is a massive issue. As, as it says in James 5 verse 4, it says, look, the wages you fail to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. There's this sense of, there's choices that we make um, in privilege that can have an impact on the poor. And we need to listen to the cries of the poor and how, how that impacts the choices we make. Um, let me just kind of root that in experience. So I've traveled many times to Kenya, equatorial nations, spent a lot of time with Edward and Frida Berea. I've traveled into Northern Kenya to the Samburu, um, where Samburu people for generations have known when to plant their crops because they know when the rains will come. And so there's a rhythm of life for the Samburu people around when the rainy seasons are. Well, in recent years, those rhythms in creation are no longer there. There can be extended periods of time where there is no rain, which we've seen recently with a devastating drought in that part of Africa. So there aren't rains that come. The whole kind of rhythm and balance of life and, and sustenance and sustainability has gone. But then when the rains do come, they're so extreme, they're monsoon rains that they don't actually help crops to grow. They destroy crops, they wash away topsoil, they remove infrastructure. So I've been to Samburu, I've seen the impact that climate change is having on the Samburu people. And even just last year, last summer, I was in Kenya with Edward and Frida Berea, who oversee all new frontiers work there. And um, Edward and Frida, you may know, are very entrepreneurial, run different businesses. They went to take me to one of their fields that they've owned all their married life, 39 years. This field has always given them crops. And they said, we've just for the first time ever, this this crop has failed in this field. And um, and literally the, the mud had become like sands and the little seedlings of plants had become like dust. They literally just um, were like dust in my hands. And it was because of a lack of rain. And they said, this is the first time that this region has known that. So I've seen firsthand the impact that climate change has had on the world's poor. And I think as global citizens, as those who say we must love our neighbor, then it must have an impact on um, the global poor in our responsibility. And finally, I guess the fourth conviction personally that I have is that this issue of climate change, this issue of sustainability and how we look after the planet is such a, a core and important issue for a, an emerging generation, um, for those in their teens and twenties, that if the church isn't saying anything about this, I think we will be seen actually as irrelevant. I think actually this, issue as a justice issue, as a global awareness issue, so important to engage an emerging generation with. And I think the church has something to say. So I think we miss an opportunity if we don't talk about it in terms of how we connect with another generation. So they're just a few uh, kind of personal convictions. Just so what are we doing as a church? So I knew that I wouldn't be the one that was able to kind of drive this forward. We agreed as an eldership team here that we needed to make a response as a church. And like I said, we're not experts, we're just doing a few things. So there's a few things we, we've made a commitment to do. The first thing was to establish a team. We needed to get a team of people in the church that we knew would be able to help us um, in the decisions that we made and thinking through what we did as a local church. Um, we've made some 
uh, decisions, we've made a decision, we're gonna teach at least once a year on the issue of the environment and the climate and our responsibility as citizens of the kingdom of heaven to think through what it means to cultivate and care for creation. We are working towards achieving our Bronze Eco Award as a church. Um, a number of things, some of you will have heard of that. There are a number of things that we're looking to do over the years to come. Um, we're trying to reduce our carbon footprint as a building. Um, we, we've got our own building. We're looking at ways that we can do that. We launched the conversation really in 2019. We did a series called God Cares. And one of those messages was God Cares About the Planet. And on that Sunday when we taught, we gave everyone in our congregation, about church of 400 or so, um, a, their own keep cup. We decided that it was not okay for us to recycle hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of disposable cups every week. Not knowing for sure whether the recycling was happening properly. We're like, we've got to get rid of this throwaway culture. And so we actually invested in every single church adult who has teas and coffees on a Sunday to have their own keep cup. And still now to this day, when we do refreshments, people, we encourage to bring their own keep cups. And we always have a box of others for visitors to use and that kind of thing. We wanted to make a statement we're going to stop using disposable cups and this just one step a small thing that we did so we did that back in 2019 um, we started teaching on the subject we on an online conference that we did a, a prayer evening church family night we declared that we believe there was a climate emergency that we needed to respond to. Um, we said that to our church and that we were looking to make certain commitments as a local congregation. And like I said, we've built a team looking at different aspects of what we can do to achieve our um, bronze award as an eco church. Um, so a few things, we decided we're gonna have a page on our website just so it's visible that this was an issue we took seriously, outlining some of the pages that we had. We wanted to actually state that as a public value. Um, we haven't got much green space. We're on an industrial estate, but we have started planting some trees on the green space that we have. Um, we are looking to help the church pray at key moments like the COP summits, um, whether it be publicly on a Sunday or through social media, when there's global events that are going on as governments are gathering, we're trying to equip the church to know how to pray and have kind of climate Sundays. Um, we use social media quite a lot to increase awareness. So for example, we did a load of posts this Christmas about thinking through how to have a sustainable Christmas from the kind of things that we shop, how we wrap our paper, the kind of wrap our presents, the amount of plastic we're using, sustainability in terms of presents, all those kind of things, just giving little tips for thinking how can we do um, kind of Christmas sustainably. Um, we are doing an audit in our building, how our building is used and how we can actually increasingly be more sustainable in our practices here. We um, run a community clove swap, um, which um, it tends to be a woman's clove swap because we realize if it is blokes, they're just like, here's a pair of blue jeans. Do you want a pair of blue jeans? Doesn't kind of work. So we do a community clove swap. But with that, we had like loads of people from the church and from the community just trying to, again, encourage us away from a throwaway culture about sustainability, reusing clothes. But also, again, in the build up to that, we did a load of stuff on social media about the fashion industry, about actually some of the practices in the fashion industry that are harmful to the planet. 
about how actually we can recycle and reuse our clothing in a way that's far more sustainable. Um, we doing small things like in the summer, we did a nature walk after church one Sunday, um, just encouraging people after church to go for a walk together to look at creation, enjoy it, appreciate it. Networking with other churches as well just a few things and they're not major things if like I said I don't feel like we're experts we're just trying to get the subject um, live in our community and in our church so we're looking to build on that in the future we're thinking through as a church the large events that we do and the conferences that we do uh, are the ways that we can actually make those conferences more sustainable thinking through actually what's given out again things like disposable cups all of those kind of things what can we do that's a bit more sustainable um how we can use our building and our land in a more um kind of eco-friendly way little things like we've put out some cycle racks um, for people to tie up their bikes too, but they're also planters as well. So we're growing plants that encourage wildlife, that kind of thing as well. Uh, again, we've booked a Sunday this year in November to tie in with a COP summit. So we can actually be raising awareness, talking about the issues, praying into it as well. Going to be hosting another local nature walk, another clove swap, um, those kind of things. Small steps, um, but we're trying to take it seriously. And really, we as an eldership team have owned this, um, delegated it to a team to continually look at ways that we can um, raise awareness, pray and make small steps um, really to feel like we're making a contribution to be good stewards of creation. So there's a few things that we're doing. I hope that's helpful. Um, if people want to find out more, they can contact us. Have a look at our website, tkc.org.uk. Um, our team would love to chat with any others who want to find out what we're doing. Um, God bless you. I hope that's been a helpful contribution to the conversation. Take care.